0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa taala to grant us all success, keep us all safe and protected, and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa taala that this blessed month of Ramadan is a month of blessings and happiness for every single one of us. Inshallah. Now, alhamdulillah, we already done nearly seven, seven and a half hours of the first uh, day of the month of Ramadan, and. Uh, it's a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, we, as Muslims, we have been always taught by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu to try to get the best out of month of Ramadan. And to get the best out of the month of Ramadan, there are aspects of our deen, of our lives, that we need to either change or act upon. And these aspects, they all have been explained to us. Through the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad and through the Quran. And sometimes we all need, all we need is to understand and to connect closer to the hadith and to the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad and to the Book of Allah. So, inshallah, throughout the month of Ramadan, they will be short reminders to remind myself first and foremost, and then my brothers and sisters who are here with me and, inshallah, to try to keep all of us on the right track throughout the month of Ramadan. And if there are any questions, inshallah, we'll try to answer them to the best of our ability. So today, I'll start with something that is so important to every single one of us because it's literally the key that unlocks the door to our deed. And that is the hadith of Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiallahu anhu, when he was uh, saying that, while they were sitting around the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam a man came wearing very bright white clothes and his hair was so dark and black and uh, it doesn't look like he's been troubling and he came stranger we've never saw him before and he sat in front of the Prophet Muhammad and the way he sat in front of the Prophet وسلم, is a lesson to every single one of us to learn from. He put his knees towards the knees of the Prophet وسلم, so in front of the knees of the Prophet وسلم, and he put his hands over his own thighs, and that shows the mannerism when you are looking to learn or to get knowledge from someone, is you show them the respect they deserve. By respecting them and respecting their knowledge And you need to show that respect And the person who came and sat in front of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Showed that And it was a lesson And we'll talk about that inshallah Towards the end of the hadith Maybe tomorrow or the day after inshallah And he asked the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Islam. You know, Tell me about Islam." And the Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, said, أن تشهد Allah إله إلا الله وأن محمدًا عبده ورسوله, To testify that no one worthy of worship uh, than Allah and that Muhammad وسلم, is the Prophet and the Messenger of Allah. And الصلاة To establish your praise. Uh, تؤتي الزكاة And to pay your charity. And to fast the month of Ramadan. وتحج البيت and to, to perform pilgrimage to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you have the ability to do so and the man said Sadaqt, you told the truth and Abu the khattab says who we was shocked like surprised he, ta- he asks him and, and say to him you told the truth As, how do you know so let's take the five pillars of Islam, which is literally the hadith talking about the five pillars of Islam. Let's take them and discuss them more into depth. So the first one, ألا إلا So if you testify that there is no one worthy of worship other than Allah, and that Muhammad is a prophet and a messenger of Allah, then you have to follow that with your own actions. So you pronounced it with your tongue and your mouth, you have to believe in it with your heart, and then you have to follow that with your actions. And follow that with the actions, meaning you have to be absolute devotion and obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Without deviating away from the guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set for us in the Quran and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has set, that the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has set for us in the sunnah and the hadith. So we need to understand that. And if we say La ilaha illallah, then we had read that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who is worthy of worship. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who is worthy of worship, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one you know, should be obeyed, should be followed. His commands should be obeyed. We should not be disobeyed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should not be angered in any way, shape or form. Because we know that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is angry with someone, then the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might descend very rapidly and swiftly on those people, as happened to the nations before us. So we need to be very careful not to you know, try to anger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way, shape, or form. And the other thing, if we say we love the we, we believe that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the Prophet and the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then We have to follow the Sunnah of Prophet Muhammad wasallam. We cannot be amongst those people or like those people who have chosen to only follow the Qur'an and they don't follow the Sunnah. And in that, in itself, in their action in itself, is actually a deviation from what they're saying. So if you believe in the Qur'an, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Qur'an, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُوا الْرَسُولُ All you people who believe, obey Allah and obey the Prophet. So what hadith is the saying of the Prophet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا الْرَسُولُ And whatever you've been given to you by the Prophet, then you should take it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Najm, وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى and he doesn't speak from his own desire. In huwa illa wahyu yuha. Everything that the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ speaks of is a relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Allamahu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught. Adabahu rabbahu fa ahsam ta'deebahu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him every, all the knowledge that he needs and he's given him the best of knowledge all given to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that's the shahada now the other thing the second one is an salah aqama salah you know aqama shay established it so to establish something you need to have strong solid foundation underneath it to support it so it doesn't deviate or move or so and so and so and that comes for the salah so without the shahada the salah becomes you know invalid there is no point so the shahada comes first and then the salah and for the salah itself to be complete you have to follow the guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Quran and the salah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and that in itself again a way of establishing the salah so you have to make it wudu you have to make it ablution, you have to purify yourself your clothes the place that you are going to be praying in you have to face the qibla you have to be sane and mind and so on and so on so there are a lot of actions to be taken before the salah can be performed and prayed and the salah is the connection between the servant and the creator subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, the, the closest you are, as I said with min Rabbi fi You know, the closest a person is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is during sujood. So you need to connect yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need to uh, increase that level of understanding and khushu' so you can find yourself really connected in the salah. Uh, And when you perform it, especially during the month of Ramadan, try to perform the extra sunnahs as well. You know, start with one prayer, you know, perform the sunnah with that prayer and then move to the next one and so on and so on. Get your salah on the right track and you will find that the rest of your religion, inshallah, falls in place and you'll find yourself, inshallah, getting the rest of your practice, you know, the deen that you're trying to achieve, inshallah, is falling in track. The next one is zakah. Again, the zakah is a way of showing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon you as an individual, for the wealth that he has given to you. To give that zakah to the poor and to the needy, to to break and to bridge that gap between different uh, levels of society and community is something important. And, you know, the people who pay the zakah would receive not just the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the dua of those people. Whom they helped and alleviated the hardship, and that du'a can be a saving uh, way of saving their wealth and saving their lives and saving their families, uh, as the Prophet Muhammad has explained: ما min um, Sadaqa." The charity does not decrease his wealth, and charity can act as a hima, a protector around the wealth of the individual and their family. So may Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala give us all the ability, inshaAllah, to be able to pay the zakah. The fourth one is the song, the fasting of the month of Ramadan that we are in at the moment of performing. And it's so important that during the month of Ramadan, we connect with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala in a better way, in a better uh, attitude. Month of Ramadan is a month, uh, it's, a, it's a university, a special university a university that specializes in spirituality that specializes in elevating the iman of the individual that has been maybe dropped or weak or softened or so on and so on you no know, elevating it to the highest level possible for that individual and that's what the month of ramadan is all about softening the heart engaging you more in deeper with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala having that better connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have that better understanding with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, whatever Allah has commanded you understand it better, you connect better with these orders and with these uh, ibadat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking you to do and that in itself is what Ramadan is all about again, and the other thing as well Ramadan teaches you to be patient to be appreciative to have a way of connecting with, 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 with the khaliqah, with the khalq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. You know, you understand that, you know, that pain that you might be going through, that hunger, that starvation, it's not something that, you know, you, you, you're the only person who's going through it, but you're going through it through a period of time, maybe eight, six, seven, eight, ten, eighteen 10, 18 hours, like what we have in Europe, for example, or 16 hours. But there are people across the globe who go through that every single day of their lives, and for longer and sometimes for days long, and that it can only do is to make you understand the struggles that other people are going through and elevate and you know encourages you to to help them and to support them and the last one is Hajj pilgrimage Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the ability to be in hajj, inshallah very soon and to perform hajj very soon and be amongst those people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their hajj and they retain back cleansed from their sins as the day their mother's given birth to them. And an accepted hajj has no reward but jannah subhanAllah. But for Hajj to be accepted, there are other conditions, inshallah We may take about that, talk about that inshaAllah in the future and the near future. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all success, and keep us all safe and protected. And tomorrow, inshallah, we'll talk about the second part of this hadith, which is iman. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate all of our iman to the highest levels, inshallah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. As-shadu wa la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiru wa atubu ilayk. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa